are you willing to lay down self for surrender? Are you willing? Yeah, are you willing? Are you willing to let Holy Spirit lead you in your walk? Are you willing to let ego go so that your belief in God and your life can grow? That rhymed, and I don't know. (laughs) Okay, write that down. Hey friends, I'm Ryan Channel, a grateful believer in Jesus Christ, encouraging other women to seek and know God and grow a deeper relationship with Him. Welcome to Wellness and the Word, a podcast helping Christian women create ultimate mental and physical wellness through meditating on God's Word to renew our minds, learning how to apply His truth to our lives, and taking care of our bodies the way He intends us to. My love for Jesus and my passion for wellness as a holistic health coach collide in this podcast that shares the gospel. Gospel literally means good news, friends. Don't we need more of that in today's world? I believe we all have a God-shaped hole in our hearts, and I want to point you to the only one who can fill it. Come join me and be encouraged as we chat about God's love and how to take care of you. Hey friends, welcome to Wellness and the Word and Testimony Tuesday. I am so excited for you to hear today's testimony because I had the pleasure of speaking with Stephanie Gass. She is a Jesus lover, wife, and mom of two boys from Tijeras, New Mexico. She is the host of the top-ranked podcast, The Mompreneur Mastermind Show, and her mission is helping, empowering, and transforming Christian mompreneurs. Steph specializes in helping these incredible women uncover and tap into their God-led callings, launch podcasts, and monetize using courses and coaching. She wants women to create true change for themselves and for Jesus by utilizing their gifts and serving the world with a business that lights them up. Steph believes that when we let God's miracles light our path, we will profit from our passions, live proactively, and design a life that fuels our soul. She believes we actually can have it all. I am super blessed to be a client of Steph's, and she is the reason that I have a podcast today. So I am so grateful for how God is using her and that she is in the world sharing that gift with other people. Steph is such a light and she always has some serious mic drops. So you might want to grab a pen and paper. Enjoy. Well, welcome, Steph. I'm so excited to have you here with me today on the podcast. Hi, Ryan. How are you? I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much. I'm so good. And I'm just really excited for everyone to hear your story today. So we are just going to jump right in. And I would love for you to tell me where your story begins. Yeah. So that's a loaded question. I'm like, where my story begins? Okay. So I guess where my story begins is I was raised in uh, Los Alamos, New Mexico and pretty normal childhood, only child until the age of five. And then my brother came along, which kind of disrupted things a little bit because I was the center of the universe. (laughs) Yes. And, um, and then there was that. And then My parents actually ended up getting divorced when I was in third grade, and we ended up moving an hour and a half away from where I had known everything to this really huge city in in New Mexico called Albuquerque. 
And like, I think my sense of normalcy really got disrupted as a child because I went from center of attention to attention seeking at a young Mm -hmm. age. Like now I have a sibling and oh, now my parents are divorced and now I'm in a big city where I'm blending in. Uh, a little bit more in like the school system and there's so many more cousins around. And so I think that's where this um, seeking of attention began for me kind of as a kiddo. Mm-hmm. Pretty normal childhood other than that. We didn't have any money, um, lived in an apartment for a long time. There was one Christmas where my mom gave us paper clips and paper for Christmas and wrapped it and made a big deal of it. Aww. And it's so funny because she'll tell me these stories now and I'm like, I literally don't ever remember not having enough as yeah. a kid. There was never this moment where I'm like, oh, I remember getting paper clips and poor me. I'm like, gosh, I remember having an awesome childhood and remember having gifts. And so it's funny because she has this different perception of like, we didn't have enough as mm-hmm. kids. And so she, she tries to overcompensate for that now that everybody's really stable financially. But anyway... So we go through that and um, everything's pretty savvy until I hit high school. And in high school, I think I really fell. And, and at this whole time, I was a Christian. You can check the Christian box, right? Okay. We, mm-hmm. on, at Christmas time and Easter, we went to church. That's yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> my mom I would pray. Relate. Yeah, like my mom would pray, but there really wasn't this relationship with Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, I believe in God. Next. There was no understanding of what that meant. And, um, so I think in high school, like so many of you probably listening, we search for our, it's our first sense of, um, independence and seeking of who are we as, as people is, is this, oh, I'm in high school. All of a sudden I have this, this idea that I should become something. There's Mm -hmm. something more here to life than just, you know, being a kid and, So I went seeking and started to find, you know, alcohol and partying and finding that uh, recognition in the wrong places. So that started in high school, went all the way through college, and then it turned into in my 20s, oh, I can get more attention from my body, from sexuality, from from that. And so I went from like in high school kind of dabbling in like alcohol and partying into – college and just kind of being sexually promiscuous mm-hmm. and all of those things looking for recognition in the wrong in the wrong places because we're seeking validation you know we're looking for worthiness and and worldly worthiness is in what it's in it's in attention it's in false feelings of like joy or or um attention from men or whatever those things are for you guys. And and we idolize all different things Mm -hmm. as human beings. Yeah. Yeah. Materialism. You could idolize your body. So Mm -hmm. many people with eating disorders, we, we are looking at, um, Oh, it, when I look this way, that will equal worthiness. And so it comes in all different, different ways. And so through my twenties, all that was happening. I was engaged to this guy who, uh, I was arm candy for him and it really wasn't a healthy relationship. And so I started to have these feelings of like, I don't know if this is for me. And, and I kind of had this, I started to pray more like, what am I supposed to be doing right now? Like none of this is feeling good. None of this feels good anymore. Going out, partying, I'm with this relationship. We were engaged, but yet I don't think this is the forever person. And so I kind of started to open that door to prayer. Mm. And I had this moment 
And now I absolutely see that it was from the Holy Spirit. At that time, I didn't really know. Yeah. Because I had given my life to God as a seven-year-old kid at an Easter service. I told my mom, like, I need to go down there. And she's like, what? You're seven. And I'm like, I don't know, but I got to go. <laughs> oh, she, that's so awesome. Yeah. So God had been doing a work in me since childhood. Yeah. Like, I, I always, now I see that like I've always been chosen, mm-hmm. but I wasn't ready. You know, I wasn't ready to be like, yes, choose me at that point. So anyways, I wake up one morning and I'm like, oh, this isn't for me. I'm done with this life. And I left the engagement in in a weekend. I bought my own house within a month. Like it was like this weird new like rebirth of who I wanted to become. And I didn't really realize it was in Christ yet. Mm -hmm. I just started to follow these feelings. I was having these like intuition, if you would call it that. So anyway, long story short, I get this job where I end up meeting this auditor a couple of years later who now becomes my husband. Right. And I fall into the next idol trap, which is money and success. Mm. And all the while I'm still, you know, praying, but I just still haven't had that full uh, surrender moment. I'm still in control of my money. I'm still in control of my life. Mm -hmm. I'm still idolizing success. And I go and I create this massive business. I've always been good at business. And so that's what I focused on. Didn't have kids yet. So I'm like, let's do this. Built a multi six figure network marketing business in two years. Wow. All the money, all the fame, walk the stages, the trips, the cars, the things. And basically that became a massive idol in my life. And what I love so much about this story is that God always had a plan that was bigger than my plan. And I felt like four years in, everything started to fall apart. And I felt like this is me failing. I've failed for the first time in my life at business. So my mm-hmm. business kind of crumbled. The money went away. For the first time ever, I was not financially set because I had always created success. Having success for me was like, this is worthiness. Mm-hmm. Everybody's looking up to me and I'm doing this. And this is what equals enough. And God had to show me that that did not equal enough and that that did not equal joy and happiness and worthiness. And so my business kind of crumbled. We had to sell my husband's motorcycle and borrow money from my son's savings account to pay the bills. Mm. This was three short years ago, Ryan, which is crazy. Oh my gosh. So we did all of those things and we had started going to church again really um, like uh, consistently and we had found the right church, which is important. And I had begun to surrender during worship and was like experiencing this new level of intimacy with Christ that I had never experienced right in this breakdown moment, which is so funny because I think when I said like, when I fully surrendered, it gave God and Holy Spirit permission to work on me so that he could work through me. And that meant removing these idols from my life. And it felt really hard because the money side of things and not having stability, you had, I had to lean on God in a new way where I never oh, had yeah. before. So I uh, had the breakdown. If any of you have ever gone through like I almost call it, it was like a rebirth through Christ. It was Mm. like, I'm shedding the worldly Stephanie. I'm done with her. Ego is gone. I'm going to let myself die in a way. Like self self has to die so that I can be reborn Christ-like. 
and live my life for him, his way and, and let go of ego and of what I think I'm here for and, and live for what God says I'm here for. So all of that happened about three years ago during this breakdown year. Okay. Two, that, I say 2016 was my Britney Spears <laughs> breakdown. Like if I could have shaved my head, I would have, it was like pretty bad. So in that I wrote down on this sheet of paper and then I'll stop talking. This is the longest story ever. You're fine. I love it. It's good. It's your story. That's what we are here for. So on the sheet of paper, Ryan, I wrote down like all the things that God wanted me to be. Mm. And I wrote down, I was 60 pounds overweight at this point. I was uh, pregnant with my second kid. I was having anxiety attacks. I was a workaholic. I was a full on like self-centered control freak. I had so many things that needed to change. My marriage and kids were second to my business. Mm -hmm. So I wrote down on this paper, like God wants me to be healthy and joyful and full of time and peace and presence. And he's going to, he removes from me this like need for work and busy. And I put my, my marriage first and then my kids and, and all of these things. And I wrote this stuff down. And then I looked at the paper and was like, so overwhelmed because I had so far to go. And that's the beauty of the grace of God is that daughter one day at a time. Mm. Okay. So I signed up for a gym I couldn't afford. That was the first thing I did. (laughs) And I started to go. And then I found like new relationships and I had to shed relationships that were hard. I had to forgive a lot of people and make really hard phone calls. I had to um, do a lot of work in my life over the next year for God to then say, okay, now you're ready to blossom in your business again. I had to remind, God had to remind me of who I was without my business as a um, barrier. Mm Mm-hmm. So anyway, the good news of all of that is that in the past three years, God has since kind of healing who I am in him and fully letting go, God has brought me incredible clients, so much clarity in my business. God has spoken to me in such deeper, more clear ways than I had ever, ever thought possible for myself. He's poured favor and provision on my business. And what I do now is I help women who are also moms get clarity in what their spiritual giftings are so that they can make a business out of it passively using podcasting and courses. And like doing this feels like a dream. I work for my PJs every day. I love my life. I'm, I only work 25 hours a week. God has um, provided in a way that like, I, I can't even, I can't even understand. And I feel like I'm just sitting in this place of like literally experiencing heaven on earth. And that all, you know, it all came through trust. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm done talking so long. I'm so sorry. Like, this is what you get when you're like, tell me where it began. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. No, you covered it all. Oh my gosh. I have so many thoughts and things to say, but first of all, it just makes me so excited hearing your story because you went from just this, you know, deep, dark place to, and maybe it didn't even feel deep, dark, but like just to see what your life was like before God, before you fully trusted him, even though he was always there kind of tugging on your heart since you were literally seven years old, when you finally surrendered, like, wow. And it just makes me so excited to hear your story. And especially I think because I know the gift you do have and what you provide because I am a client of yours. And seriously, I've been trying to figure out what do I want to do with my life. And 
knowing the passions that I had, but not knowing how to like pair them up or how to get that message out to the world. And since I was, I was a stay at home mom for three years and literally during all of that time, I can so relate because I was putting my kids second, even though I was supposed to be a stay at home mom. And I was looking for, you know, what, what can I do or what can I, um, I just, I had those idols like you and those distractions. And I was looking for recognition in other people in other things. And what I got out of that from you right now was the identity. You finally found that your identity was not in all of those other things, not in the money, not in the people, not in your body, but in Christ. And I think that is where so many of us struggle and you know, especially you talked about your high school years. I think that's where it starts when we start to struggle with our identity. Who am I? Where do I fit in? And our identity is in Christ. But until we find that out, we will always be distracted by those other things. And unless I think for me, I also have that, like that pull toward God, unless you kind of have that, you don't really know that you're struggling with that until you meet Christ, right? Yep. Yeah. You definitely don't know. It's like the veil's been pulled over your eyes when you finally see. And then you realize life is so much easier. Like it was so hard before, like work was always hard and it was Mm -hmm. always work more to have more and, and parenting was harder and relationships were always a mess. But all of a sudden, like, why is everything so easy? It's so easy right now. Yeah. And it's because I have full trust that God's got the plan. Like he's got everything. Any illness we face, I'm like, God's got this. Any, any month that's lower in income, I'm like, God, it doesn't matter. God's got this. He always comes through for his children. I had this visualization like three months ago, and maybe this will help some of you that are in that space of like, but how do I really trust? Like I how do you, what do you mean trust when I can't, I don't have enough money for next month? What do you mean have faith when my, my spouse is sick or I'm sick or I don't have patience with my kids or I feel lacking or I hate my job? What do you mean just trust? Like it's this strange concept to get there in your mindset yeah. and in your, in your heart and your soul. So I had this visualization three months ago and it was okay. We call God, God, the father, right? But really think of it this way. God is your father. You are a child, a daughter of the king. So as a father, think of God this way. If this will help you with this trust process and this having faith process, if God's our father and he's the best kind of father, Mm -hmm. he's not just telling you what to do. He's going to mentor you. He has a plan set out. He has Think of it like the best schools are picked out, the best mentors, money's no object. You're going to have the best of the best. He's going to make sure you're fed. He's going to make sure you're clothed. He's going to make sure that the dreams you have in your heart, that the gifts he's placed inside of you, that they're going to come to fruition. They're going to be fruitful for you. He's going to make sure of that. And what we don't understand is that there are lessons in rearing children There are lessons that we have to experience. We have to have, we have to be disciplined. Things have to be taken away from us because we're children. We don't know what we don't know about the rest of our lives, but God knows. And so when we let go and let our father take control, pave our path, open the doors, 
we get to experience this full vision of our life that we don't have. We don't understand what's next. So when are we going to let go and quit being, you know, aggressive bratty teenagers and being like, <laughs> well, I know better than you actually know yeah, we don't yeah. know better than our father. And so it was that like visualization for me that brought it full circle. It was like, oh, oh, like maybe I'm sitting in a moment of discipline. Maybe I'm sitting in a moment of reef that God needs me to reframe something or God's trying to remove an idol that I don't see. Maybe God's removing a relationship for me. Maybe God's doing a work mm-hmm. through that illness that we're experiencing. We don't know, but we got to let go and let God. Yeah. And I think that's what that is, right? Like that let go and let God, it's not just like a corny line that we say. I think that is so many times in our life, we see those stops like, oh, that relationship didn't work out or I didn't get that job or this happened. And like, why would God let that happen? But he was, he was letting that happen. He was trying to help you. He was trying to wake you up. He was trying to take away those distractions or that wrong path. But so often we are like, no, we're going to still go after that relationship that's not working out. We're going to make it work. Or, you know, we, we try to go after those things when really we should reframe it like you were saying and be like, okay, what is, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe God is trying to stop this from happening to me. And I know for me, I can think of many examples of times where I've persisted in something that I shouldn't have. And if only I had listened to God, but there's always a lesson on the other side as well. Yeah. It's, it's the verse for we live by faith, not by sight, right? Second yeah. Corinthians five, seven, it's, um, we have to live by faith, not by sight. And as humans, we are all humans. Okay. And we are all sinners and we all get distracted mm-hmm. by worldly things. And we seek what we think we need. Mm-hmm. We seek the job we think we need, the relationship that feels comfortable or stable. We seek all of these things that we think are in our best interest but we have to live by faith, not by sight. And it's, that's the challenge. That's the test. Are you willing to lay down what you think is best for you for what God knows is best for you? Yeah. That's the question. Such a good question. And when you were talking about like being the bratty teenager, it just (laughs) made me think like a flashback to when I was a teenager. And I thought my mom knew nothing and I knew everything and I was not going to listen to her. And now I look back and I'm like, well, my mom was always right. And Oh yeah. (laughs) Poor parents. I'm like, can we just get it? Let's pour some out for the parents right now. (laughs) You guys are so good. I feel like I tell my mom all the time. I'm like, I'm just so sorry for that decade. I am so sorry for the decade that gave you all the grays, girl. (laughs) Yeah. My mom had three girls and we were all like, you know, within like three and a half years of each other. And so she, we were all in high school together and we, oh, were, man. we were, yeah, I, I'm sorry, mom. And <laughs> I, love I pray you. my kids are never like we were, <laughs> especially exactly. me. I was the worst and I was the youngest. So I'm sorry, mom. <laughs> but it's, it's, I love that analogy because we can think of ourselves in the same way of God, like trying to help us, trying to guide us, trying to protect us. And we need to listen. And now that we're adults, hopefully we'll listen to our father when we didn't listen to our mothers and fathers when we were teenagers. <laughs> exactly. Uh. Oh, I just love your story. I literally, I'm just like mic drop on your story, on everything you're saying. And I was talking about this earlier. I am a client of Seth's and really Seth, I joined your bootcamp back in May. And for the last three years, I was searching for like, what am I going to do? What does God want me to do? And I would, I would be like, 
what do you want me to do, God? You know, but not really like spend time with him and talk to him and wait, seek and be still and quiet to find out what he needs or what he wants me to do. Mm-hmm. And literally once I joined your group, I got so much clarity and that is why this podcast has been born. And I feel like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I've been wanting to do or pair my two loves of wellness and God's word. And I finally did that, but I didn't have the clarity until I met you. And because you have such a beautiful gift and I'm so grateful that you listened to God and that you stopped and you seeked his word. And oh my gosh, like I can attest to that. And I know the thousands of other women in your group, the mompreneur mastermind can attest to that as well. So I am so thankful for you. I'm so thankful that you helped me get that clarity because now I feel like I am doing God's will for me and for my life. And I'm, I am so excited now, just like you were talking about, you're excited for your life. And that's how I feel. Like I'm excited to seek God and to do my podcast. And I still have, you know, my day job and I'm more happy with my kids and I'm still working through all of that. That's definitely a work in progress for me because I still have surrender that needs to happen and control that I need to let go. But I feel like it's all working itself out now slower or faster (laughs) because I am trusting God. And you know, what's so cool about that testimony is that when we surrender this is apparently the theme today, my friends, mm-hmm. to what God's call is in your heart and you allow him to show you how to get that clarity and then you actually take action on that clarity, it causes a ripple. Mm-hmm. Look at the goodness, the, the goodness, the fruitfulness of, of what's happened. So God worked through me over eight years of being an entrepreneur. And I finally, you know, sat down and shut up. If you know what I'm saying, I'm like, okay, <laughs> fine, Lord, your way is best. Yeah. Cause I'm kind of stubborn, but now I'm like, if I would have only listened, just like to my own parents, if I would have listened so many years ago, this would have been so easy. So when I finally listened, he opened the doors in my life. It was like this peaceful rest in him that like, I just lean I just lean in and Holy Spirit takes over for me. And so when I do that and I I do, and I show up for my clients at that capacity, God then uses my gift of clarity and impacts Ryan. And now Ryan got clarity and an inspiration and accountability and all the things that she needed to bring her gifting to life, which is wellness in the word. Mm -hmm. And now she's doing her work and she's surrendering and working on surrender in all the areas of her life. And Ryan's going to become a ripple for those of you listening right now that you're like, I want wellness in the word in my life. And you're going to be with Ryan and she's going to be your mentor. And then one of you are going to get this transformation in your wellness and you're going to go like, it goes on and on and on, but it all starts right here with you listening right now. Mm -hmm. Are you willing to lay down self for surrender? Are you willing Yeah. Are you willing? Are you willing to let Holy Spirit lead you in your walk? Are you willing to let ego go so that your belief in God and your life can grow? That rhymed. And I don't know. (laughs) Okay. Write that down. (laughs) Those are our questions for you though, because as you can see, when God's at work in your life, 
your life becomes a full on testimony, your life and anything hard you've gone through. So let me leave you with this scripture right here that I wanted to say today. And it's so funny how it came full circle right back to this scripture. It's Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 through 30. Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart, and I will give rest to your soul. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. And to me, with the way the world feels, the way life is heavy, the way 2020 feels like a crushing burden of hot mess express that we all want to wear like it's our burden. We all want to fight these battles that are not ours to fight. Ugh. We all you know, want to cry ourselves to sleep because of things that are happening that are beyond our control. Well, let me remind you, the world is Satan's playground, but we are not of this world. We are not of this world. Sisters, we are above the fray. So choose to live above the fray. Cast your burdens on Christ. He's asking you to. And then take his yoke upon you as this cape of protection and just live light. So that verse is what I wanted to say to you guys. And I just think I'm encouraging all of you to, uh, to go there, to let go mm -hmm. and to fully just surrender to what God needs and wants for you and your life. And whatever that might mean for now, for here and now with what you, with what you've got, with who you are, we all start there. Wow. Surrender. That is my word this year, actually. So oh that gosh. it really just the last few months, that's, that's been my word. I have this bracelet on right now. I'm looking at it. I wrote that word down when you were talking and oh my gosh, I just closed my eyes when you were reading that scripture. I had chills because I feel like that's probably for all of us for 2020, but even for me right now, I'm carrying some heavy burdens personally. And that was so beautiful. Thank you so much. And even though I am carrying those heavy burdens, I have found a way to finally give them to God. And I, I feel lighter and I feel like at peace, even though the road is hard, I yeah. still feel at peace. And sometimes we can feel guilty about that when you're going through something hard, especially if it involves other people, when you're, you're feeling okay and you're walking okay, but it's because of God. Because if I hadn't given it to God, there, there's no way that life would be okay for me right now. <laughs> yeah. It'd be crushing you. Mm -hmm. But when we can cast our burdens and choose to walk lightly through the hard, it makes it bearable because that's what he promises. The burden I give you is light because Ryan, you're walking with God through this hard season. The burden is lighter. It's mm -hmm. easier to bear. It doesn't mean it doesn't hurt and that it's not hard and that you don't understand but the work that God's doing through the heart is always going to come out with a testimony on the other side that he's going to ask you to use for good. It's going to be worth it. Yeah, exactly. Wow, Steph. So how do you feel at the end of the day? How do I feel at the end of the day? Okay, well, <laughs> some days, my friend, some days are exhausting because we are humans mm -hmm. and we have different levels of, of ways that we serve and expend our energy. So certain days for me are really business heavy. Monday through Thursday, I take clients, I do podcast episodes. Um, I'm at a high level of service for the people that God's asked me to serve as their coach, mentor, all of that. Those days, 
I am so lit up with all that I have from like eight in the morning to three o'clock. Mm-hmm. At the end of those days, I'm tired. I'm super tired, like mentally exhausted. And so what I do on those days is I just shut down mentally so that I can just be. And that took practice mm-hmm. to not still be on. And so turning off, like getting off of the phone, turning to God at night for my prayers. And I talk to God all day, but like at night intentionally praying and just being with my kids, that is a different type of rest and restoration in my soul Mm. for the evenings. And then on the weekends, what's so interesting is I totally get off away from work. So I turn off social media completely. I delete the apps because it does become an idol every week. Every week Satan goes, Oh, this is easy for me to idolize for Stephanie. And I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, not today, buddy. (laughs) So I delete them on Friday and they're gone. Mm-hmm. And in those days, I'm tired in a different way. You know, I'm tired from giving my all to my family. Mm-hmm. But here's the beauty. Here's the lesson in that question. I'm really excited you asked this. If I don't come away weary at the end of the day, I didn't do my best to serve God with my full capacity because serving God is serving God through my work. It's serving God through my kids. It's serving God through my spouse. It's having my home be beautiful, safe, clean, happy. It's, um, it's giving everything I have to be the best human being I can be. So if I don't come away weary at the end of the day, I didn't do my best. And so I'm excited to say that I'm tired at the end of every day. And then I get to turn to God and fall asleep in restful peace, knowing that I'm showing up. So good. So good. I love that. I love that you are talking about how you serve God in every single part of your life because it never that that part never stops. Anything that we are do, we are doing for God's glory. And I love that. And I love that you're not equating tired with anything negative. It's a good thing because you have a full life and you're giving life to others, right? Amen. So good. Thank you so much, Steph. I am so, so grateful that you shared your story. You have such a gift and I know that God is working through you and I'm so grateful that I found you and that is definitely God's will for my life. So thank you so, so much for being on the podcast today. You are so welcome. This was so fun. Thanks for listening to Lana Send the Word. May you be blessed and always be a blessing. Bye. Hey friend, if you loved today's episode or connected with something you heard, it would mean so much if you would take a quick minute and leave a review and share the podcast so other women can be encouraged along with us and join our sisterhood. If you haven't yet, please join the Wellness in the Word community on Facebook, where we are learning the Bible together, praying for each other, and creating new friendships rooted in Christ. I would also love to hear from you, so find me on Facebook and Instagram under Ryan Channel.